Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. And probably till next year, because, yeah, this is the last podcast. But running the boards is Joey D's. What? Wednesday. It's last Wednesday. It's last Wednesday. But on today's show, it's still action-packed. We're going to be talking about, uh, well, Dungeons and Dragons, including the new release of Strixhaven and the holiday one-shots that are out there. Mm. There's a lot of them. Uh, we will be talking about Disney Plus's Hawkeye episode. I think this is like four or something like that. I don't know. It's, like, it's one of them. And uh, we'll also be going down to the movies that we haven't been able to talk about. We won't be able to talk about because it'll be holiday time, but you'll be wanting to watch them. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. .com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or just search for BJ Shades Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Lots of ways to do all of those fun things. And, you know, it is that holiday time, and you might have a little bit of downtime. You might have... Christmas vacation, whether it be at school or, uh, you know, uh, doing your job. I, fortunately for us, we have uh, basically like two weeks off. And uh, in between playing video games, uh, you might want to be getting into a little bit of the old Dungeons and Dragons. And it might be something that you might ask for for Christmas. And the big thing that is dropping and it has dropped is Dungeons and Dragons presents a rollicking campus adventure for the world's greatest role-playing game with Strixhaven, a curriculum of chaos. Now, this was originally a magic set, was it not? Okay, I thought I recognized it. Yeah, Strixhaven was uh, it was the schools, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. It's kind of like it's Harry Potter Hogwarts sort of like mixture world into its own magic setting. Obviously, since Wizards of the Coast runs both Dungeons and & Dragons and uh, 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 Magic the ah. Gathering, there has been commingling in the past with a lot of source books that deal with that. And now this book has a multi-year campaign set in it so you can start at level one and go through the curriculum of going to a school for magic users. Hmm. Uh, yes, the players will begin as first-year students who study, socialize, and adventure their way to graduation while professors impart fantastical secrets but danger lurks. Campus hijinks mixed with mishaps and sinister plots make it up for you to save the day. A magical adventure awaits, but in the meantime, they have a bunch of resources that can help, uh, including, like, oh, you, there's a whole bunch of stuff. If you go to the Dragon Talk episodes with Greg Tito, um, there's a couple of them that talk about that as well. You can buy it. It comes uh, different covers, especially if you're going to your local gaming store. They might get them special fancy-ass covers, um, and that one does absolutely look beautiful as well. You can check it all out, and it's uh, one of those ones where if you maybe want to get somebody into playing a uh, playing Dungeons & Dragons, uh, this is a good way to start it off because you can be like, well, it's kind of like Harry Potter, what they're setting up with this, so a lot of people are familiar with that, and then you can start as level one. The whole book has an entire campaign that goes all the way, I think, to level 10. So it's a good way to get somebody interested in the game and see if they're uh, worthwhile or into that sort of thing. 
Now, if you are a uh, a seasoned Dungeons and Dragons player, and maybe you want to do something a little bit holiday themed, there's a lot of stuff out there that you can do because, it, like, seriously, if you just Google D and D holiday one shots, uh, and a one shot is basically just kind of a one time adventure where. Either you just make characters for this, or maybe there's pre-generated characters that come out with it. We recently had, in my normal Tuesday D&D group, a group of people, uh, one of our players couldn't make it. And we were trying to figure out what to do, and so the dungeon master was like, I've got this thing, um, make a character that, uh, it's it's holiday-themed, but don't feel that you're necessarily bound to making a character like that. And I'm like, well, no, I got a character that'll fit perfectly for this, so we're going to play with this. So four of us got together, and we're currently in the middle of running this session where we've been transported to the North Pole for Giftsmiths, where we have to find Santa's naughty list. Okay. Because... If you, uh, because if uh, it's the day before, it's Christmas Eve, and in just three short hours, he's going to have to go take flight to deliver presents to all of the, normally it would be the good girls and boys. But without the naughty list, he just has to give presents to everybody. And what's so bad about that? Well, we don't have the supplies in order to give everybody a gift. So we need that naughty list. And so we're right now currently running through that, which includes a um, a essentially kind of like a deer humanoid named Rudolph, who is the blacksmith and uh, the creator of we- weapons. Does he I have guess? a red nose? He does have a red nose, <laughs> nice. which may or may not shoot magic missiles from it. Oh. We've got Mrs. Claus who is more of a cat hybrid, so Claws, C-L-A-W-S, I really feel with that. And we have yet to meet Santa yet, so I don't know if he's a cat person yet or not. But um, so far it's been fun. Everybody kind of went holiday theme with it. I played a bard who uh, basically makes his money going from town to town Talking about the hol- whichever holiday is it's going on for that town, he's the one is like, oh yeah, so I'll do the presents for you guys, and I'm the spokesperson of Santa or whomever or whatever religion or whatever holiday you speak for for it. He goes about that. We've got a bugbear warrior named Holly, and uh, even a tabaxi, which is a cat, a rogue named Felix Navidad. God, so I yeah, see what you have so, done there. Yeah, so yeah. we're having a lot of fun with that. And like seriously, when I look up D and D holiday one shots, there's one called Claws for Concern. Christmas is coming. D and D for the holidays. There's a bunch of free, uh, free adventures that are out there. Uh, a lot of people just wanted to put something out. There's one called Gingerbread and Dragons. That's a holiday one-shot for all ages, once upon a winter's eve. There's a bunch out there. A lot of them are on dmsguild.com, which is handy, and a lot of them are free. So you can just find something that's really fun. And, again, it's another one of those things that maybe uh, maybe the family's home and you're trying to figure out something to do. This is something you can get the whole family involved, spend a little bit of time, do something, and sometimes it's a little bit better than just a board game. Moving on from that, we do need to talk about Hawkeye. Hawkeye episode four, four. I think so. It's a six episode series. Yeah. Episode four. And uh, I, I really, really enjoy this show. I know, Joe, you haven't watched any of it yet. I have not, but spoil away. And, you know, you'll probably forget it. I will. You get down to it. But if you haven't seen it, it's based 
gosh, I feel it's based pretty heavily on the Matt Fraction, I think, 2012-2015 series. And we've talked about it a bunch of times. And this episode was fantastic. Uh, I was really excited. I love the um, the 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 chemistry between Clint Barton and Kate Bishop. Mm-hmm. Like Haley and Jeremy are just fantastic. Like just the back and forth with is forth with them is just really good, and it's a very complex story based. In the holidays is essentially like kind of like what Die Hard would be in terms of uh, uh, of a Christmas show, and so the six episode limited series, uh, I'm enjoying all of it. Vicky, how do you feel about it? I'm really digging it so far. It's one of those shows, though. I, I'm at the point. Maybe it's because it's the end of the year. I'm like, I just want to binge everything. Like, I wish it was yeah. all out at once so I can watch what's happening next. And a lot of the things, if because we all are huge nerds, especially Marvel nerds, we have pretty much kept up to date with every single Marvel movie and Easter egg and everything. So we kind of knew what was going to happen in this show at some point. And we finally got it in this episode. Yes. And it was one of those big ones just in terms of it. It We've, we've talked previously about just like what could be, what could possibly be, what would tie in, uh, especially with like the Kingpin stuff that mm-hmm. uh, the rumors are going around. But this one showed a character which makes sense if you've seen Black Widow. Yes, and you saw the after credit scenes. Yeah, exactly. So funny enough, the outfit that she was wearing, spoiler, she, huh. Uh, oh, I feel like it's been over a week, or it's been, yes, because we're on to the new episode. We can kind of talk about it. Mm-hmm. But the outfit uh, she was wearing and everything when she was fighting, if you guys know anything about X-23, because I'm obsessed, <laughs> X-23 made her very first appearance in a, an animated show called X-Men Evolution back in like 2004, and I know this because I was 14. Oh, wow, okay. And the character was 14. Like, X-23 was 14. <laughs> and when she made her first appearance, she was wearing a suit almost exactly like that. So even though I knew it was not X-23, <laughs> my brain was like, oh, how awesome would that be? I knew it wasn't. And I, it wasn't even like... But could it be? No, I, I was very aware that it 100% was not. But I had that little like, heh. Maybe, maybe. No, okay, I'm I like, knew it wasn't. Um, <laughs> but I had I had a lot. It was a lot of fun. You see all the heartbreak that Clint is going through with everything and how he does want to, like he likes Kate. Like he does like having like another buddy because, you know, obviously his best friend is no longer with us. And she mm-hmm. sacrificed herself when he felt like it should have been him. Because of all the wrongs he did as Ronan. Yeah. Uh, so he's finally being able to open up and connect with another human being, which is Kate. And it, it's kind of cute to see. But then it, the reality hits him like he is a dad. He knows what he would feel like if something were to happen to his kids like they did in the blip. Yeah. He lost them. And having her mother plea like, hey. Please. Please don't let her go out and do these things. And it's he like, just you've lost people. I've lost people. But no. but but the mother doesn't know just how deeply involved with this whole Ronan shenanigans is really going down because Maya is not going to give up the fact that Ronan killed her father and she's on basically a death crusade to either kill kill Ronan or die trying. Mm-hmm. And so even with him trying to talk with her, you know, her right hand man, the the whisper in her ear, like you just realize it's just not going to happen. But then at that point, Kate is in direct harm's way. And he's just like, I promise to keep her safe. 
Not that she's not going to get in the middle of all this stuff because they still need to figure some things out. And there's a bunch of different like kind of subplots that are going along with this as well that I seem to start tying in because the 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 big sort of kind of trying to figure out and try to move the story along is that there was in the auction there was the sword mm-hmm. that uh, that we see that Ronin Jack has sword. yeah Ronan's sword uh, but there was also a Rolex watch and that he, is he said it belonged to a friend did, did it belong to Ronan or did it belong to somebody else from the Avengers and a lot of people are speculating maybe that it was like a secret piece of like Stark tech or something like that in a watch. And I feel like, and I've been watching some um, some TikToks from one of our favorites, uh, Straw Hat Goofy, yep. who has speculated that it might be just a little bit more mundane than you might imagine. It just would connect everybody into the uh, uh, into recognizing Clint as possibly being Ronan and oh. kind of outing him, and kind of like a plot device to kind of get him or and or. Her into uh, Maya's apartment. Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, and so, I could see that too. Yeah, and so they had to uh, go and retrieve that, and that was when it, like, they found out it was Maya's apartment. And then uh, Kate's getting uh, her ass kicked by Maya at the same time. Clint is fighting someone else in that costume, mm. which turns out to be a Black Widow assassin, which we know as Yelena Belova, which is <sighs> the quote her. unquote sister of uh, Natasha. And uh, again, at, at it, the very end of Black Widow, we see her like at Natasha's grave being, you know, talked to by one of her bosses. Yeah. Princess Contessa, Banana Fofesca, if you Banana uh, Hammock Fofana. <laughs> if you watch uh, Animaniacs, you know, what we're talking yes. about there. But yeah, um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character, which also met up with uh, um, oh, oh, John. Walker? Uh, yes, John Walker. It was always an alcohol, and I was trying to remember which one. I was like, it's not Fireball. Um, <laughs> John Walker is a U.S. agent, uh, yes, was hired that way as well. She's creating her own Avengers team, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she gave this information to, uh, is it Yolena or Yolanda? Yo- Yolena? Yolena. Yolena. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, he said, she told her, like, oh, this is who killed your sister, mm-hmm. which... I feel like nobody actually knows what happened based on like what even Kate Bishop's mom said. Like things happen. Like they think that uh, Black Widow died in battle. Yeah. Nobody has talked about her sacrifice. Because there's only one other person there who saw exactly what went down. Right. And I mean, obviously, all the Avengers, you got Hulk and, you know, Captain America and Iron Man aren't around anymore. But everyone else was there when he told them the news. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's. It's not like nobody knows, yeah. but he's the only one that's been really carrying that because it's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the episode that drops today, which is episode five, the penultimate episode, and then we've got one more after that. So I imagine that and a lot of people are saying that episode five and six will quote unquote break the internet. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but when we come back from our uh, our extended Christmas slash holiday vacation, we will be talking about that. So let us know how you feel about it. And one quick thing I did find out, um, actually, we got this covered.com. Everyone talked about why is it that Natasha didn't get this grandiose funeral just like Tony did. And this might actually tie into why nobody knows what she actually did. And it was because Scarlett actually talked about it. It's like her character would have hated a public funeral, like big to do. She, The yeah. fact that she was buried in a very private place in the middle of nowhere, like which I think was back in like her quote unquote hometown, mm-hmm. her fake hometown, <laughs> but her, her hometown, that's more her. 
yeah. that would have been perfect, which makes a lot of sense. So I think that's also part of it. And I think it's also the fact that Clint is holding on to that much guilt. That's yeah. why he's not correcting people. It's like she she died to protect you guys. Yeah. She didn't die like in battle. I mean, she if she died in battle, it would have been protecting. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, she died in a little battle between her and Hawkeye. But yeah, like she legit sacrificed herself for all of the universe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Uh, now, if uh, if you're waiting to watch that, um, well, just just go watch it. Another thing that, since we're not going to be here to talk about uh, a lot of the movies that are coming out, there's some major movies that are hitting up this, uh, this holiday season that uh, it's a gentle reminder of you've got lots of stuff to do. Y'all out there, you have some homework because we do as well. There are some major movies that are dropping as quickly as two days from now on the 17th. The big one, obviously, mixing in with what we're talking about, Spider-Man No Way Home with Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, John Favreau, J.K. Simmons, oh, just like Marissa Tomei, Willem Dafoe, Jamie Foxx, Alfred Molina, Jacob Batalon, Tony Ravioli. Ravioli? Yeah, no. But uh, yeah, so uh, this is going to be one of the biggest ones out there. If you haven't already gotten your pre-order tickets, you're probably SOL. Don't know for sure. I'll probably be watching it at some point. Like, I'll definitely be watching it. Just imagine there's going to be a billion spoilers if you don't watch it immediately. And I don't know if you can stay off the internet that long, but it does drop this Friday, December 17th. So be ready for all of that. Now, next up after that is an interesting movie because it's directed by Guillermo del Toro, and it's called Nightmare Alley. It's Brad Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Willem Dafoe again, Rooney Mara, Tony Collette, Richard Jenkins, Ron Perlman, and David Strathairn. And it's Guillermo del Toro looks to be gunning for another Oscar, this time with his stylish noir psychological thriller Nightmare Alley. The film is an adaptation of the 1946 novel of the same name, and it boasts a cast that is stacked from top to bottom. Like we said, it's 1940 set, and it tells the story of Stan Carlyle, a con man who has a gift for manipulation. But when he hooks up with a psychiatrist named Lilith in a grander scheme, he soon learns that she's more dangerous and manipulative than he could have ever imagined. Now, I know it's kind of maybe not totally a geeky type thing, but it's also directed by Guillermo del Toro, who is known for his fantastic visuals. I don't imagine a Pan's Labyrinth type, but you know what? You can't count it out until you watch the damn movie. (laughs) Next up is the big one. The biggest one. The most biggest one. I mean, Spider-Man's big, but this one's even bigger, at least for me. The Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, Yeah, The Matrix Resurrections. Okay. Yeah, no, Revolutions was the third one. I know, everything's getting me so thrown off because everyone's bringing up like, hey, check out these pictures for the Revolutions and then Resolutions and then Reincarnation. I don't know. (laughs) It's throwing me off. It's Resurrections and it releases Wednesday, a week from now, December 22nd. Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Jada Pinkett Smith, Neil Patrick Harris, Christina Ricci, I didn't know she was in this, um, Priyanka, uh, Priyanka Chopra, and uh, a whole lot more. Uh, over 20 years ago, The Matrix was released and blew the world away, and now they're coming back. Um, now Neo Trinity and the rest return for Resurrections. We don't really necessarily know a whole lot about the plot other than the last trailer just dropped, and it seems that there is going to be another all-out war. I have a feeling that it's going to be something along the line, and pure speculation, so don't even quote me on this one. I feel it's going to be kind of a Neo story flipped to Trinity. It really yep. it really seemed to push that in the last trailer. And I feel along the lines of, like, even if after a while 
that the, the the matrix is continuing on because there's a there's they've brokered kind of a peace between humans and machines. The one thing that I've noticed is that they haven't recognized is the programs. Like the programs will go rogue, and you saw that a lot in the second one, and they established that sometimes they just go and they go away and they try to hide out because they don't want to be deleted either. So I feel that that might be another one involved with that. We'll have to see how the agents are involved with all of this. I feel that when we talked about like the Wheel of Time, it's like it's a reimagining of the books. I feel this is another reimagining of a loop because we've already had the Matrixes like seven other times previous to the original trilogy movies. And so I feel that this is going to be another, or I mean, reboot's the perfect name, the perfect way to put it because it's all based on computers and stuff. So I'm kind of excited for this one. Yeah, looks like we're going to get the Trinity storyline. That threw mm-hmm. me for a loop. I was not expecting that. I was, yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see where they're going with it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we also have The King's Man. Which is a prequel to The Kingsman, which had uh, the uh, uh, Taron Edgero or Ter- Taron Edgerton. Yeah, there we go, that guy. And uh, so this has been the prequel, and it uh, the director of the first movie, Matthew Vaughn, is back into the saddle to tell the story about how the Kingsman Intelligence Agency came to be, taking place against the backdrop of World War One, the world's worst tyrants and criminal masterminds plot to destroy the world, and it's up to one man to stop them with a little help. So it'll be the Kingsman, the prequel, and uh, then you don't have to really worry so much about the mess that was the sequel with uh, Channing Tatum for like a minute and a half, right? <laughs> yeah, the prequel looks a lot better. Yeah. And then finally, for the kids, if you enjoyed Sing, well, you can watch Sing 2. Also has Taron Edgerton in it. Does it really? Yeah, yeah he's, does, Johnny, right there. he's Johnny the Gorilla. Sing 1 is one of my all-time up there favorite animated movies. It is so fun, so rewatchable. It makes me cry every time. Seriously, go watch it. I had to buy it. Really? I bought it on DVD, and then I bought it again on Amazon Prime wow. <laughs> just so I could have it. Yeah, and again, uh, in, a, in addition to Taron, there's Matthew McConaughey in oh, yeah. it, Reese Witherspoon, Scarlett Johansson, Tori Kelly, Nick Kroll, mm-hmm. Bobby Cannavale, Halsey, Farrell, uh, Williams, and Letitia Wright. Lots of voices in this, and oh, yeah. uh, it's about animated animals that sing that Vicky apparently really, really loves. I, I mean, <laughs> I the second realize. one is about like being a part, like trying to get like an exclusive, like a reclusive rock star to come out and join him for a new opening show. The first movie, if you haven't seen it, is about Buster Moon, who's this little koala voiced by Matthew McConaughey, who has like him and his father like saved up all this money to get this theater. Like he loved the theater since he was a little boy, and his father wash cars and they got him the theater but he's been putting out show after show after show that was just garbage oh no and had no money left so he couldn't even pay the crew from the last show so he's like i need to put out one big show (laughs) oh yeah right to do it and so he's like let's do a music like a singing competition and all hell breaks loose when his uh mrs crawley who's his little old lady assistant uh messes up the flyer and instead of a thousand dollar reward uh you know prize it was like a hundred thousand or something ridiculous <laughs> money they don't have yeah 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 so of course everyone shows up and he has to kind of like we need to make this big and trying to find investors and it, it's really sweet and cute because each character has a different reason to why they're singing and wanting to be a part Aww. of this competition like reese witherspoon's character she's a mama pig and has like 20 <laughs> children and all she does she's a stay-at-home mom taking care of all her babies but she loved to sing and no one took her seriously Aww. um charlotte uh was it charlotte johansson's scarlet. character scarlet charlotte 
I've been watching a lot of Charlotte Dupree reaction videos on Facebook lately. That's why. Um, Scarlett Johansson is a por- porcupine. She's a rock, like rock singer, guitarist. Oh, that's Scarlett. That's funny. I've seen the trailer for this yes. one. Yeah. And so she was in the last movie. She had a boyfriend. They were a duo and he didn't make it in the competition. She thought it was not beneath her, but she's like, I'm not going to sell out. I just need this money so I can start my own recording studio and we can make real music, <laughs> like the rock music. But yeah, then yeah, he yeah. dumps her because, you know, Aww. that's what happens, you know, and she finds her own vibe. Like she, she oh, mixes. Oh, okay, nice. Like, wow, yeah. It, it's really, really awesome. Just all these different characters. Same with Johnny. If you If you have daddy issues, like there's a... There's a thing with Johnny and his dad at the end where it's like he's proud of him. And oh, jeez. Like, ah! Okay. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. You're warned. Yeah. You are warned. Thank you for the warning. And, but uh, seriously, I know we talked about this in a previous podcast, but I did say for a Christmas gift, I will watch a movie that I've never seen before that you recommend. Mm-hmm. And I could maybe pick one for you. Okay, is it going to be Sing? I was going to say Emperor's New Groove, but now I kind of want you to see Sing. <laughs> well, you well, you decide, you figure it out, and we'll we'll argue about this. Uh, uh, via a Facebook Messenger at some other time. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> because now it is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, it's the last Geek Sheet of 2021. Oh my the last Wednesday. The last Wednesday. Of, of the BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Exactly, yep. Uh, and because we're not going to be here, I'm going to kind of piggyback on what you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. about all the movies that are coming out in the next couple of weeks that we're not going to be here to talk about. Exactly. And what we'll be doing also is like when we come back, we'll run down some of the movies that uh, obviously I talked about and you did too. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to give us some feedback, please let us know the movies that you saw over this Christmas break and you know, and let us know how you feel about them because we will be discussing them and then also the ending of all the shows and everything that went mm-hmm. down during this time. Uh, and I'm going to talk about not necessarily the same movies you did. It's just mm-hmm. a few other ones that you may have not heard of or aren't going to be like super big in the spotlight because there's a few big ones that are taking all the spotlight. Yes. Uh, but one that I don't know of, but this movie came out in 1995 and they're re-releasing it. Oh. It is called Macross Plus. Okay. So, yeah. So It's is, an anime. Okay. It is the anime. And I remember... Was this the one with like the flying mech suits and stuff it like that? It looks like it. It says in the yeah. year 2040 on the distant planet Eden, former childhood friends Isamu and Gould find themselves pitted against each other as test pilots of rival teams in a competition to decide the next generation of variable mecha fighters. Oh, and the yeah, two yeah. must also deal with their own unresolved history with a mutual love interest. Um, who has returned as the manager of Sharon Apple, the AI pop, uh, or yeah, the AI pop star, uh, which, which is a Vertroid, and the galaxy's biggest singing sensation. And when uh, Sharon's advanced artificial intelligence gains consciousness, they must face their turbulent past and come together. It, as they t- take on this uh, AI that becomes self-aware. And just the fact that you can, uh, you'd be able to go see this in a theater is kind of fantastic. My favorite part about anime is my friend told me, he goes, if you just want to describe any anime in the dark, just say it's a bunch of high schoolers in a normal high school somehow end up saving the world. <laughs> and there's probably a mech suit and a love interest. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, that sounds <laughs> You're about not right. really wrong there. And it's weird for me to think 
So this came out in 95. This is based in the year 2040. We're in the year what? Wow. We're about to We're be about to hit 2022. Two. So in 18 oh. years, apparently, we will have giant mechs, and uh, we will be uh, occupying far-reaching space and going to planets, what, named Eden? Yeah, move over, Miley Cyrus. You are no longer it. We now have AI pop singers. <laughs> well, that makes sense. So if you're into anime, uh, especially anime in the 90s, because it very much has that art vibe to oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely worth checking out. It says it's through Fathom events, so probably yeah. go through there to find them. And most of the time, those are like the, I think those are just the regal events, and it's usually mm-hmm. like a one night or maybe like a, 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 a very thing. limited showing on those. So definitely check that out and see if that's uh, something you want to head up. Uh, another movie you probably not have haven't heard of, and it at first I was like, no, this isn't going to be in our wheelhouse, but I noticed that the genre says mystery and th- thriller, and it's it's called the novice. It's got 95% on Rotten Tomatoes as of now. Oh. Uh, So basically, it's a college freshman joins her university's rowing team and undertakes an obsessive physical and psychological journey to make it to the top varsity boat no matter the cost. This is very much giving me Black Swan vibes. And then oh. she saves the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or she goes, <laughs> or Sir, she kind of goes. it's not an anime, it's oh. live action. Sorry. Yeah, she might go a little nutty. I don't know. But that's the, from the uh, the way they film, I'm looking at the images and stuff. It looks very, like, gray and blue tones. It, you can tell a lot of it's going to be in her head. Yeah, if you're not oh. looking for something uplifting for the holiday season. Uh... Some people don't like it. Some people <laughs> just can't stand, like, the, you know, the sugar plum kind of gooey googie you know yeah this is not sugary <laughs> this is not so if, they, if you're not into the holiday stuff this might be it another one that was kind of in that same vibe where i'm like is this really going to be a sci-fi or you know nerdy movie mm-hmm. but it has a phenomenal actor in it so i was like of course i want to look into this what is this it's called swan song black swan song wait i was no. gonna say we were just was... talking about that right no the other one's <laughs> called the novice that one has a black swan vibe just from you know briefly mm-hmm. looking it over without trying to get into too much spoilery detail uh, this one has Mahershala Ali, and it looks like it's an Apple original movie. Oh. Uh, and it this one, it, it's very, was it Sunshine of the Spotless Mind vibe? Eternal Sunshine, Sunshine of, the, of Sp- the Spotless Mind, I think that is. Yeah, the Jim Carrey yeah, movie with, with about memory stuff. With uh, Rachel, no, uh, Rachel, excuse me. Um, why am I linking on her name? No. Titanic lady, Kate Winslet. Oh, okay, thank you. Oh. <laughs> I almost, I almost said Rachel Vice, but that's not right. Rachel Vice. Uh, so, in the near future, Cameron, who is Mahershala Ali, is diagnosed with a terminal illness, presented with an experimental solution to shield his wife and son from grief. He grapples with the alter, with altering their fate and this exploration of love, loss, and sacrifice. Ooh, that is interesting. Like, if you could clone yourself. But is it really you? But they like I didn't want to look into it without spoiling it or anything like mm-hmm. that because I might accidentally spoil it. But the vibe I got from it was it's an experimental solution to shield them from loss. My thought was it erases their memory of him. Oh, that was my thought. I don't know what yeah. the movie's going to show, what it is, if I'm right or wrong. Maybe I'm right. Maybe you're right. like I don't know. Yeah, this has some interesting uh, actors in it. You did say Mahershala Ali, mm-hmm. but Aquafina's in it as well. Glenn Close, yeah, uh, his doctor. Uh, Naomi Harris. It it looks like it's going to be pretty awesome. And like I said, it's an Apple uh, an Apple original film. So if you have Apple TV or that, definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Another one. So it's a drama sci-fi, and I love it because the main character and he's the character. I'm assuming he's the main character because he's the one on the poster. He doesn't even have an image on a on IMDb. Like this is oh. his first ever anything. Wow. His name is Khalifa Torre. He plays a character named Cal. And so what this movie is about, it's called Last Wor- Words. 
it's 2085. A young man, one of the few survivors of the human community of old, embarks on a long voyage to find others. So it's a post it's a post-apocalyptic world, hmm. very few survivors, and he's going on a journey to see if there's any other survivors back in 2085. Wow. Right, well, at least that's a little bit more in the future than the last one. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. This has an all-star cast of Nick Nolte. Whoa. Stellan Skarsgård, who was, you know, the doctor in Thor. That's right. The scientist. And that's why, like, I love it when you have all these really great actors and then you have, like, a new guy. And it looks like, according to the poster, it's gotten a couple awards or it's uh, competed in the Festival Duval back in 2020. Uh, It was in the, was it Cannes? Cannes. Cannes Festival. Cannes Film Festival. It was in the Cannes Festival. Uh, So it definitely would uh, be worth checking out if that is your jam. Yeah. And then one last one. And I'm going to say this wrong. I'm okay with it. <laughs> this movie came out last year, but I think they're really based on Rotten Tomatoes giving me the cast and crew and then looking at it IMDb. I think they're releasing it in English. Oh, okay. With English dubs. And it's a fantasy anime adventure, Poupel of Chimney Town. And it has. <laughs> Excuse me? Poupel, P O U P E L L E, of Chimney Town. All right. And it has very much like. A, not quite, like maybe old school, I'm blanking on his name, the the one that did Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, the Studio Ghibli stuff? It has a Studio Ghibli vibe to yeah. it. Maybe a little older, not any other newer stuff. Um, but it's a story of young Libichi living among thick smoke from the chimneys of his isolated town, yearning to see the stars, to know the truth. His father always told him about. So one Halloween night, he meets Pupel, a man made of garbage, and together they look at the sky as their adventure begins. Aww. And in the American, because if you go to IMDb, it's going to give you uh, the Japanese cast. Uh, so their voice cast, I should say. Uh, in the English cast, we have Tony Hale, uh, Stephen Root, Misty Lee. Oh, wow. Ha- uh, Hassan Minaj, Minaj uh, comedian. I freaking adore him. But Tony Hale, I really, really love because he's been in a lot of uh, animated stuff recently. So he was in... Uh, this is Words, Harley Quinn. He's Dr. Psycho <laughs> in Harley Quinn. He's also in the show I really, really love, Crossing Swords. He plays Blarney. <laughs> He's the clown brother. <laughs> yeah. Which, side note, Crossing Swords getting another, it's within the next couple weeks, I think, a new season, season two. So go check that out on Hulu. This looks amazing. It this looks is, really cute. Yeah, it looks beautiful, too. It's that beautiful animation like you did talk about, like Studio Ghibli, and it's just super colorful. Definitely Christmassy vibe, and uh, even though it's gonna be Halloween time, but it's very yeah. sweet looking. Mm-hmm. For Absolutely, one hundred percent on so that one. If you got the littles, I definitely would check out. Yeah, why not? Exactly. And Crossing Swords season two is going to be out, <laughs> and when... not for the littles. That is not for <laughs> the littles. I mean, it looks fun, and as long as it's muted, maybe. Oh, yeah. what? It came out last week. Oh, did it? Yes. All right. What well, am I doing with my? Okay, yeah, I'm leaving now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. We'll see you next year. And until next time, stay nerdy.